This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. This is that technology show that they all talk about. And if they talk about the other one, well, they're probably talking about us, really. Uh, hello, I'm Stephen Scott, and with me this week, we have Tim Schwartz. Hello, Tim. Hello, Stephen Scott. How are you? Our intros get weirder and weirder, I know, every week. Yes, the they do. I love it. Um, Sean Priest is also here somewhere. Are you rooting around looking for food again, Sean? No, I've actually just had some spring rolls. I'm actually fine and ready to go. Spring rolls. Is that food you eat in springtime? No, no, it's a fantastic Chinese delicacy. The The funny thing about it is it says meat. And when I asked what meat it is, they didn't know. They said brown. Oof. That sounds suspicious. Wow. Horse. <laughs> I won't say what I'm thinking, but sure. Spring rolls are delicious. Hang on. So this this amazing Chinese delicacy that you're having. Chinese? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, yes. Is this available in China? I, I'd love to know this. I'd love to go to China and ask them for spring rolls, and I bet they've no idea what it is. I bet that's a British or at least Western invention. Yeah, probably. I have no idea. But whatever the mystery meat spring rolls were, they were tasty. I'm ready to go. You sound tired now. That's it. You're tired, aren't you? You're going to fall I'm asleep. I'm not tired. I'm yeah, you are. just a little sleepy. That's all. We'll have to get this done quick. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get the hour we do every week done quick. Yeah, that'll encourage yeah, you. Speed that hour up, will you, Stephen? Work on yeah. that. Always professional, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, hello, welcome along. Yes, this is Double Tap Canada. And um, just wanted to start off by saying, because we never do this at the start of the show, I always, I always forget to mention the email address. So, I want to mention it right off the bat. Feedback at ami.ca. Get in touch. Uh, tell us uh, what you think of the show. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome along. It's lovely to have you. Hello. And uh, yeah, yeah. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. Oh. <laughs> Old joke, but one. <laughs> no, yes, thank you and welcome to anybody new to the show. And uh, yeah, please email us. All right, don't milk it. Yeah, don't push it. <laughs> they're, they're here, right? Don't yeah, please don't scare them But you know, I'm just going to do an impression now of what Tim just did there with that joke. That was him dusting that joke off. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and that joke as well. Okay, yes. tech. <laughs> this is a technology show. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So shall we talk about some tech then? Let's. Well, seeing as we're two minutes in, yes, I think we should. Can, can, I, can I just say, right, off the bat, I've started using my MacBook again. What am I doing? Why is it this happens to me every time? So I started getting back into it again because I, I, I'm kind of, I'm at the position where I don't want technology to defeat me, right? I've become accustomed to Jaws, getting into Narrator, using the Chromebook. I am like the screen reader master, right? And I'm thinking, <laughs> right, if I can master, if I can make a Chromebook do something, and I can make Windows do something with Narrator, I am not going to let VoiceOver beat me. So I've made a decision that in the next couple of weeks, I am going to master it, and I'm going to figure out its kinks, because I think there's ways round problems I've had with voiceover on the Mac. And I'm going to find them, and I'm going to tell you about Well, if them. anybody can, it will be you, Stephen. Last week's show, you mastered the food buffet. This week, we'll, we'll see about the MacBook. How dare you be so <laughs> accurate? Um, yeah, I... You are nothing but a tech floozy. You are. I'm a tech what? A floozy. Yes, I know. Harsh words, but it needed to be said. You're so promiscuous. Oh, that is disgraceful. <laughs> and again, accurate. And true. Um, right. 
It's very. It's hard. I, I, I often get asked by friends of mine. I do have friends uh, outside of this, uh, other than you two, and um, yeah. I, uh, I often get asked, you know, how, how can you put up with all that abuse? And I say, well, there's two reasons. One, I'm married. I'm used to it. And <laughs> secondly, it's hard to argue with fact. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I'm going to master the Mac because I'm, I'm really, you know, I was reading uh, Jonathan Mosen's blog again. He wrote this, I think it was last year, year before, saying goodbye to the Mac. Do you remember that one? Yes. Very popular. Yeah. Yeah, it was a hugely popular blog that he did. And, and it really did intrigue me. I think he moved away, which I thought was insane. He moved from a MacBook to a Toshiba Portage. And I'm thinking, what? Is Toshiba even still going? Oh, um, so, you know, but actually, I'll be, to be fair to Toshiba with that particular laptop, that's the one I got given at work, and that just wasn't too bad. But, you know, at the same token, it wasn't a MacBook. Um, however, the one I got at work is not the spec he had. He had a top-of-the-line one. Um, but I will say this. I think that the Mac has definitely got its problems, for sure, with voiceover. But the problem that I always come up against when I use the Mac is... I just love all the features. I love everything it can do. And I think, and I met someone the other week, and this is kind of what inspired me to do this. I met someone the other week who, who's completely blind and makes videos on the Mac. And I'm thinking, all right, hang on, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, right? That's I know impressive. we're supposed to, I'm supposed to, I know we're supposed to empower all the blind people out there, including us, to say, you know, we can do anything we like. I would never have thought for on a month of Sundays, video editing completely blind can be done there i'm just saying right i've got to say i'm i'm finding that hard to to think of the workflow for that um yeah that would be an interesting interview it would be yeah i want that guy on the show because um i'd love to hear how he does it you know what is that workflow you're right how do you do that i mean i can get it from a i assume most of the video i i, I he's not making toy story 5 right i mean i i get that right he's probably not doing that but um how is he making those videos? How is he editing? How does he know his cut points? Is he going all... He must be going purely by audio, unless he's got someone with him. I don't know, but I'm intrigued. Just going by the audio is fine, but you still... How accessible is that timeline and the tools? I mean, what are you using? It's... I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you that, uh, because he told me so so much... Um, because I only got a chance to speak to him for a few, for a few minutes, but um, he uses iMovie and voiceover, and that's it. Wow. Well, look, if if there's anywhere that you expect accessibility it's with a company like apple um but in this particular case given its nature it's almost like expecting a a photo editing mm. uh, software package to be accessible uh, yes it would be great but the expectation is that that's probably difficult to make accessible yeah video editing is definitely tricky i've played with imovie on my iphone i don't have a mac to use it there but mm. imovie is pretty accessible at least on my iphone i don't know about clipping together full movies i've tinkered with it and done just little clips of things you know a couple minutes long Oof. where i didn't have to do any editing of any kind <laughs> um and just add music or whatever to it from imovie's stock of music but could literally put together a full video yeah please teach me how to do that well it sounds like you're kind of getting there as well and it's kind of embarrassing in a way if i'm honest that you're doing it and this other guy's doing it and i'm sitting here saying it's really difficult to do um you know it's a bit embarrassing really uh but it does sound i mean you're right using the phone ipad obviously with the power now and the new ipad pros you know moving it uh, eddie editing movies movie eddie whoever that is movie eddie um editing movies as i was trying to say uh is you know, a lot easier, and if it's and it probably is more accessible on the iPad, bizarrely, 
than it, it is on the Mac. And that's because, obviously, the, the Mac versions use a lot of keyboard commands, probably need the mouse a lot more. That's the thing we always forget about the iPads. Because you don't need a mouse... Your finger's yep. the mouse, essentially. That is what makes these devices immediately more accessible, and that doesn't really come to mind right away. So why is it more accessible? Because you, you can plug in keyboards. Yes, it's a keyboard, but there's no mouse. So yeah. that makes things interesting for us. That's why I always find it difficult to use a, a tablet um, PC, like a Surface, because I think, yeah, but you still need a pointer. You know, you still need a pointer to get to where you're going. You can use your finger, but... It's not as it's not as accurate. Yeah, the problem is, of course, is that the Windows 10 interface isn't really targeted towards touch control. It's mm. very much keyboard and mouse orientated. But um, of course, you do have Windows 10 tablet mode, which does help in the operating system side of things. But when it comes to third party apps, touch support really isn't there yet. But going back to video editing, I suppose the last time I had a look at any software, I think it was Pinnacle Video Studio, 10, 13 years ago or something. Real to real, was it? Yes, real to real. No, actually, I think it was high eight. <laughs> but um, today's video <laughs> editing yeah. apps and software, like iMessage, Clips on iOS, uh, I think even Facebook have something. They do tend to have more AI and machine learning built in. You know, it can create videos for you have various clips it'll sort out transitions and cut points um so it is easier to have a play with this sort of um software and this video editing platform now which is great well it's certainly something i'd love to hear more about so if you are a video editor out there you're blind or partially sighted you're doing it yourself using a mac then I find that quite interesting, and, and you, you know, we'd love to talk about it. We'll try and get the guy on I spoke to. I just need to get hold of him again. Um, I know where he, I was going to say I know where he lives. That sounds particularly concerning. Stalker. Yeah, Creepy. I started stalking him last week. He just intrigues me so much. You're such an inspiration. I wanted to, look, I wanted to know where, everything about you. Um, but I will say this about the Mac. Uh, one final point on it. I think the Mac is like a thirty-year marriage. It takes work, and um, you know, I think when it comes to it, uh, you know. A PC is, you know, kind of like your first few steps. You know, it's quite pleasant and quite enjoyable. But, you know, you know that grief is, is down the line. So um, I am comparing, you know, in relationship terms here. And you just um, my spring roll then. I hope your wife isn't listening to this episode. Well, we're not married 30 years. So, you know, that's okay. I can say that without any knowledge whatsoever. Like most things I say. Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, our main topic this week. Uh, because uh, we, we do want to talk about recording apps. And, and this came to fore because it's kind of partly what I do for a living. I go around uh, telling people uh, how to record and how to create their own content. And that's kind of my job. So I thought it might be useful today to encourage you out there, dear listener, to do the same. And actually, you can use this for a multitude of purposes. Um, you can use apps on your phone to record notes. Uh, you know, if it's simple notes like, you know, need to buy milk at the store or you know whatever or it could be something a bit more detailed um you know it might be you go to college or university and you need to record lectures and even recording interviews conversations that you have i mean i often find now in the good old days in the good old days i used to go out with my you know trusty microphone my xlr lead my recorder real to real pack of batteries (laughs) Uh, you know, a whole bag full of stuff. Now I just 
pull out my phone, hit record on voice memos, and that's it. That's my recording, and, and it's so much easier. Of course, the first thing you have to remember is you've got to charge your phone up all the time. Um, but aside that, it's it's a really good app. But I thought it would be good to talk about how these apps can be used, different apps as well that are out there that might be quite useful. So first things first, do you guys, when you're recording, because the way we record at the minute, we've got semi-professional setups. Oh, I speak for myself, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, semi-professional. semi-professional. You do speak yeah. for yourself. <laughs> Walked into that one, didn't I? Um, yeah. <laughs> but what are you guys using to record? I mean, right now, what are you guys using? So I'm using Audacity. I love Audacity for Windows, for Mac. It's free. Does that have a T in it? I think I did say that. If you listen to my pronunciation, which is the Queen's English, I think you'll find Mr. Scotsman. It's Audacity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more about Audacity. (laughs) Audacity is a freeware app. Um, Beautiful, beautiful. And it's accessible even better. There is a little caveat to that. Caveat with a T. That the Mac. You're rewriting English as we speak. <laughs> the Mac version does require a, its own screen reader edition. The, the mm. later versions do not work with voiceover. At least the last time I checked, maybe that's changed. But if you do want. Nope, a, still the same. Ah, oh, right. So if you want Audacity for the Mac, then you need to download the screen reader friendly version. But Audacity. Which, by the way, for a while didn't work very well. Uh, in fact, I think I downloaded it, it didn't work, and then the new Mojave came out, and all of a sudden, Audacity started working again. So they obviously got it fixed for the new version. So go get well, it. I, I say saying. user error, but yes. Um, either, either way, you do need the screen reader version. Um, Audacity is totally accessible. I use it with NVDA on Windows 10, but it works with Jules and everything else. So yeah, I love Audacity. Well, sorry, I just wanted to ask what you, what you were using in terms of your mic and stuff as well, though, Sean. What, what else have you got there? Ah, right. So I am using a Audio-Technica, I think it's a 2100. Um, they are fantastic mics, I've got to say. I've had this one for years, and it still works absolutely fine. I'm using a nice. Allen & Heath Z10 mixer, which um, someone kindly donated to me. I don't know who that kind person was. There's no one here. Yes, okay. <laughs> From Stephen, it's a fantastic mixer. I do I love that one as well. Yeah, well, I, I got shot of it because I wanted a Z14. Um, so, you know, that's kind of why I, you know, said, oh, you know, you can have that one because basically it gave me the excuse to get a new one, you see. Exactly. I'm not proud. I'll take I'll take your cast-offs. That's fine. Before that, I, I was using a Behringer 802 USB, which was also fine. Mm. Okay, Tim, what are you using there? Actually, very similar to what Sean's using. I do use Audacity as well for recording. I do love it. I've been using it for quite a long time. I like that it's free. It is accessible uh, as soon as you download it. However, there are JAWS scripts for it to add other functionality, but I don't I don't even use that. I don't bother with the JAWS script. I probably should, but uh, it works just fine for me as is and does everything I need it to do. As far as the rest, I actually also am using an uh, Audio-Technica ATR2100 XLR uh, mic. You can use it as a USB as well, but I use it as an XLR plugged into my Behringer 802 mixer. But mine's not the USB like Sean used to have. Mine's the straight-up 802 mixer. Um, but uh, it's a nice mixer, though, because it's got a couple of XLR ports, several several other audio ports, I think three or four other audio ports in and out. Um, so it, it does a pretty good job. Uh, I really like that mixer. And uh, yeah, so with the, the ATR2100, which I think, honestly, for the price, 
it's as close to a, you know, like you said, semi-professional mic as you can get with spending less than $100. I mean, it's so, so good. Yeah. I mean, the Audio-Technica mics are just brilliant. You know, they really are. And, and they sound great and they, they just do the job. I mean, I've often, well, I say often, I've always bought Rode mics. And that's just, I don't know why. I just bought one years ago, really liked it. And you know that way when you find something that you really like, you just stick with it. Yeah, um, and it's a great brand. You go off is. brand name as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I I sometimes think that the Audio Technica is better sounding than the Rode, um, but I I've got the NT one A microphone, and it's the, one of those ones that sits in the shock mount, and it's all very nice. I've got the Z fourteen Allen Heath mixer, which I only really bought because I wanted the extra channels, and I like faders. I don't like knobs. I like faders, <laughs> sliders, you might call them. Um, yes. So I like all that, and. Um, that's all going into uh, a Toshiba satellite PC, uh, otherwise known as a joke. And um, it's, uh, you can't it's say fine. that. Oh, it's all right. We oh, love you, Toshiba. Yes. Sorry. No, Toshiba's fine, but the satellites were okay. You know, I'll tell you why I got it. I love the. Um, I don't know what size it is. I think it might be a seventeen-inch laptop. I just like the fact that it's got the full-size keyboard on it. I love that. Um, yeah. Especially if you're using Jaws, you know, you get so much more out of it. So I've got that, and I'm running Adobe Edition 3, which is an old version of Adobe Edition. Wow. You are um, a professional. That's industry yeah. standard audition. Well, it is, and I grew up with it. I grew up with Cool Edit Pro and then moved on to Adobe Edition when it changed uh, SoundForge I used for a while, which is kind of quite similar, actually. The thing about Adobe Edition is it's not the most accessible recording software in the world. You can force it to be accessible um, by sort of just basically turning on some keyboard shortcuts, which you have to create. And I've kind of built a, an accessible solution that works for me. So I can do single track edits, but you can't do any multi-tracking on it. So um, it's I'd say Audacity is definitely the way to go. It's more out-of-the-box friendly. Um, there aren't a huge amount of resources around that I'm aware of for it from the accessibility point of view. Certainly none for Adobe Edition. I mean, if I was to put something up online, it probably would be the only one online because no one else would have done it. Why would you want to? Um, but I'm so used to using that software. So what's great for Well, me. that's what's nice about Audacity is there are forums, even blind and visually impaired forums, where people deep dive into how to use Audacity with screen readers and shortcuts and, and all that kind of thing. And like I've mentioned before, the scripts for JAWS. So there is a community around using Audacity. Now, that being said, between Adobe and Audacity, I know actually other podcasters I've spoken to that don't use either. I know somebody that uses Amadeus on the Mac, and they say it's really good and accessible. Uh, Amadeus, Amadeus. And I think there's Sorry, another uh, one, Reaper, Amadeus. which I think, Sean, you've used uh, Reaper in the past, haven't you? Yeah, Reaper oh. is a very popular one, and it's growing in popularity all the time. I know lots of people that use it. Um, it is accessible, totally accessible, with the Osara plugin. So you do need to do a little bit of extra work to uh, make it accessible, but it is incredibly popular. Yeah, I would love to learn Reaper. I just cannot find the time or, you know, well, the time, basically. I mean, I want to do it, but it's that you just feel it's such an undertaking. I'm learning Braille at the moment. Give me a break, you know. But I do want to learn it because I think Adobe Edition 3 will only last so long, and then I'll have to find something else. I'm just, I just wait for the day for a Windows feature update to come and just wipe it out. Yes. And then it's like, right, what do I do now? Um, quickly learn Audacity, Audacity. and that'll cripple me through until i get to reaper but don't you think it's bad that we're in that position i mean oh uh, yeah absolutely audition is as i said it's a standard that's used across the industry and yet accessibility 
isn't there. And for audio editing, I don't think there's any excuse for that, really. Well, that's it. I mean, it's it's a field that seems a bit, it almost seems a little bit stereotypical, doesn't it? It almost feels like we're banded in with the piano tuners and the basket weavers. <laughs> um, but yes. I, I do think that you're right. I think in a field of audio, you'd think the extra software would be accessible. The new versions aren't much better. And there's a Mac version I use very occasionally, um, but I have to use the screen for it because it's not accessible at all with VoiceOver. It just does not work at all. VoiceOver exactly. Doesn't know what to do and with from it. and from a company that size of of Adobe, I, I know. I think that's that's pretty poor. But actually, the reason so I wanted to mention that because you know it gives you an idea of what we use here. But you don't need all that to do this kind of work. And in fact. We probably don't even need all this to do this job, um, no. truth be told. Uh, because, you know, I started out, and this was, as I say, my job is to go and teach people how to create their own content, but using technology they know. Uh, and, you know, I always, you know, my focus is always on people who are blind or partially sighted using technology they know. So whether it be iPhone or Android, and we always have a laugh in the class when I say to people, right, who's got an iPhone? And they go, me. And I say, who's got an Android? Me. I say, get out. Um, <laughs> Never ask back again. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I only do one course in that particular city, and then I'm never allowed back. Can't think why. But we do talk about the different kinds of apps that are out there, and I tend to have a heavy focus on the most accessible ones I can find. Now, on Android, it's an interesting one. You can download ones. The best one I've found is Easy Voice Recorder. It does contain ads, which you can pay a little bit, and you can you know get the ads removed. But um, on some of the devices on Samsung, I think they've got their own voice recorder. Uh, I think LG has got its own. Pixel, the Google Pixel I've got, it doesn't have any. You have to download one. Uh, At least not one I can find. And I've been through all the apps. I can't find anything for voice recording. I mean, you could maybe you can do something through Google Assistant, maybe. I don't know. But it's it's not, I don't think so. Um, But on the iPhone, you do get a stock app, and I do like... This is what I like about iPhone, because, of course, it's it's the same across all the devices. And it's quite timely to talk about this, because Voice Memos is the app that's on iPhones. It's also now on iPads. It's also on Macs as well. And, you know, it's cloud-based. So everything you record goes up to the cloud on your iCloud account, and it's available across your devices. So, I mean... This is, again, going back to my point earlier about Max. You know, everything's just, it just all lives, lives together in one place, and it's beautiful. Just need to make just it more accessible. Just doesn't work very well, yeah. Uh, or <laughs> just I can't figure it out at the moment. But, you know, like a 30-year marriage, it'll take work. So I, um, I, I want to mention one particular app that I know we've all played with. And I love this app for one simple reason. It's born in the country I live in, uh, of Scotland. And it's called Just Press Record. It's not called Okai Record the News, <laughs> um, although that would be brilliant. Uh, but it's called uh, Just Press Record. And how simple is this app, guys? Oh, it's amazing. I love this app. Now, I, I got this app when I got my Apple Watch because it just makes so much sense. It's just a big record button. That's it. And for ease of use, you know, when you're on the phone and you want to take down a phone number, just bring it up, double tap, and you're recording. And the quality is really good. 
especially from the watch. Especially from the watch. And I think that's what really surprised me the most when I first used Just Press Record is that the audio quality is so good. It's so easy to use. And yeah, anytime that I just want to take down a quick memo or you know, a quick thought or a phone number, just a you know, tiny bit of information, it's so easy just to, to open the app, tap the big you know, record button, and away you go. And like you said, Sean, on the Apple Watch, it's so nice. I have it actually set up as a complication on the main uh, watch face that I use. Yep. So I can just tap it real quick, bring it up, the big record button right there in the middle of the screen, record it. it. It shares it to your phone and saves it. And it's so easy to use. But but like you said, Stephen, there there are you know other apps like Voice Memos that's so easy to use as well. I think with Voice Memos, you can change the quality. You can go into the settings and, and change it to an uncompressed quality. I don't know if you can do that with Just Press Record. I think it's just the one quality, isn't it? No, you can change the can quality, okay. but the default is set to WAV, which means you know best quality you can right. get. That's just to reiterate that to you guys, that's the best audio quality you can get. It's not MP3. Yes, okay, apart from 320 kbps <laughs> MP3, which is better, obviously. But honestly, I love the fact that it's on the watch. And, you know, you stole my you stole my big moment there, Tim, because I was just about to say, hey, and I got it as a complication. I was so excited <laughs> that I was able to do it. And I thought, I can't wait to tell everyone. And you've well, done that's it. That's okay. Sean stole my point about saying it was on the watch, so, you know, uh, it's only fair. Oh, dear. It's very tense, this episode. It feels that way, doesn't it? We're all <laughs> hungry. I'm not. I think that's the problem, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sean's all right. But no, I love it on the watch. There is an amazing feature with Just Press Record as well, which is the transcription feature. So every recording that you make, when you go into the app uh, on the phone... Not only have you got the recording there you can play, but it also gives you a transcription of that. So you've got the text of what was said, and you can copy and paste that and put that whatever. For me, that is really good and really useful too. That is an amazing feature. I mean, I love the fact that you have got that. The complication one's interesting. I don't know if it's the same with you, Tim. I I chose, I think it was the Breathe Face, Watch Face, whatever it's called. And um, I added the complication to it. And what I noticed was when I would double tap on that complication on the watch face, it automatically started recording. And I love that. Ah, right. That is brilliant. Yes. Because it doesn't wait for you. I mean, just Because it says stop button. I thought, oh, it's recording already. Brilliant. So, you know, I like that. It's just straight in. It knows what you want to do. And then once you hit stop, you can, you can obviously then on the phone go in and, and choose to transcribe it. It's not perfect. I'll be honest. It does depend a lot on the environment you're in. If we're sitting here in our little soundproofed rooms, then that's a different ballgame. It's going to pick you up nice and clearly. Uh, but if you're standing in the middle of a train station with a you know train flying past, eh, it's not going to pick up as clearly on the text, but you can at least you can listen back to it. I think it's a really lovely app. And um, yeah, I, I, it's worth, what, five? I think it was five pounds in the UK. I, I bought it was five pounds. I don't know if it's changed. Um because once you buy it, you yeah, can't check that's the, trouble. the prices yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah, I think it is somewhere around but, $5, uh, something like that. But that's the thing yeah. about it is you can use something like Voice Memos for free or you can use something like Just Press Record that, as we've all said, is so easy to use. And for $5, that's not bad. I have spent in the past as much as 10 maybe even more dollars on audio recording apps. I think a long time ago when I first bought Boss Jock Studio, I think it was $10 oh, yeah. or so. Yeah. And that was nice. I remember way back when I started in the podcasting space – Gosh, six, seven years ago now, Sean knows this story. I would use Boss Jock Studio on my iPhone 5. I bought the first iRig that came out to plug into the headphone jack of the iPhone 5. And I think that was only maybe $30. And I would sit in the garage 
in the back seat of the car so I'd have dead sound. Weirdo. So there'd be no other sound around me, and I would record the podcast vocals on my uh, iPhone with the iRig and, uh, you know, in Bostock. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't the best, but it worked. <laughs> I've got to say, a car in a garage is probably, sorry, a garage, is probably a, um, a great acoustic uh, environment it to was. be in. Yeah. It was a great acoustic environment. Brilliant. Yeah, it worked out really nicely. And nobody would bother me. My favourite place to record, uh, I say favourite place, it's the, it's the only place that kind of stands out, <laughs> was recording in a hotel room. I think it was the show, actually, a couple of years back. I think it was one of the uh, Apple events or something we were doing. And uh, I was in a hotel. And I couldn't make it to to where oh, I was way, way, way from far from home. And I thought, right, I want to be on the show because I'm I'm egotistical. And um, <laughs> I said, right, I'll, I'll be on it. So what I did was I got a duvet uh, and just basically sat with the duvet. So I so kneeled on the floor, or knelt on the floor. If I'm using, my, if I feel my English teacher in the back <laughs> of my neck there. Um, I'm waiting. <laughs> I knelt on the floor and I had the duvet over my head, and I thought if anybody decides this is the point that we're going to enter this room well i don't know what they would have said to be honest that's but, a well-known um, thing people do that all the time a little known fact is that the song uh always look on the bright side of life recorded in exactly that way under a duvet in a hotel room there you go See? well then i i feel like a professional already because i think uh, a year and a half or so ago i did a similar thing as steven i recorded for this show actually i was on uh, vacation or holiday as you gentlemen would say <laughs> And I recorded uh, with you guys, and I used actually my ATR2100 because I think for maybe like $10, $15, something like that, I got an XLR to three and a half converter to plug it into my iPhone. And it has a little headphone jack so you can monitor what you're recording and a really nice little, little converter cable for your XLR microphone. And I did that right into my phone. Now, that time I used an app called Clear Record, which is actually what I used for the interview that I did with the gentleman from Carnival Cruise Line last week. Uh, Clear Record is really nice. It's only about a dollar or two, I think, in the app store. And you can record in MP3 or in wave format and you can pick the different uh, qualities that you do in mp3 and then it even has built-in noise cancellation it has variations for if you're in a totally quiet area doing a one-on-one -on -one interview or if it's a noisy environment it'll it'll pick up that and, and deaden that background noise a little bit it's a really nice inexpensive and very easy to use and again accessible app and you can tie it to your dropbox account so you can just share it straight up to dropbox when you're done so yeah i've, I've done a very similar thing and i think i even had a blanket or something over top of my head when i did that um so <clears throat> yeah i mean we're all walking about with blankets over our heads and, and kneeling <laughs> because we are incredibly <laughs> ugly so that does help yeah well that's right yeah like john <laughs> the john merrick of radio sitting here um, correct but it, but you know what when you don't have maybe the funds to get a mixer <laughs> and a boom arm and uh yeah. you know all the different types of things that we have i mean i'm sitting here with my computer and you know this arm in front of me with the mic hanging you know in front of me and you know the mixer all these different things if you don't have that now that said you can do it for less than a hundred dollars i mean my mixer i think is what fifty or sixty dollars? My microphone is about fifty or sixty dollars. Uh, the boom arm, I think, it was about fifteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it, it's not horrible, but if you don't have the funds for that, with an iPhone or or an Android phone and a simple app. Even if you bought something like the iRig 2 or even just bought a microphone like I did and get a, a converter and plug it into your iPhone, you can do it for, for relatively you know little money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you don't need all that fancy stuff anymore. You know, whenever I do an interview with someone for radio, um, 
people get really annoyed when you turn up and you know you don't have your satellite truck parked outside. Uh, you know, they, they want the neighbours to see a truck emblazoned with, you know, this is going to be on the international radio. And it's like, yeah, I've got my phone here. I'll just use this. And like, what? Is that it? Uh, and, you know, even when it comes to recording, you know, you can still buy the, the boom arm for $15 and the mic for 50 or 60 But you can get either a cable connector that can turn it into a USB connection, which means you can plug it straight in to your laptop. So you don't even need a mixing desk and all that kind of stuff. Correct. You can even get special especially built microphones that are USB. Even from, like, Rode, you get the Procaster, uh, where you can actually just... Or the Podcaster, where you can actually plug in uh, directly to your computer, and that microphone just records straight into your your, edit, your editing or recording software. So there's so many ways to do it. In fact, you could even use a professional mic and plug it into your iPad, or even your iPhone using the right adapter. So many ways to do it. Um, so I thought we'd maybe mention some of those. Anyway, look, we're way over time here. We need to get a break. So, um, well, I say we need a break. AMI say we need to take a break. I think <laughs> I'm getting the hint. Um, stick around. We're going to be talking about the news next. Double Tap Canada. Double Tap Canada. Welcome back. This is Double Tap Canada with me, Stephen Scott, Tim and Sean are here. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Oh, okay. Funny accent. So gone a bit weird. Um, <laughs> right, look. Are we, back, are we back in? It's Tech Show. Remember Tech Show? You told me that. Yes, we're ready. We're ready. Yes, we're, we're ready. ready. We're, we're going to look at all the latest news from this week, which isn't a lot. No, it's not, actually. Uh, although there is one story that's kind of caught my attention. Um, I love a gadget, but I love a cheap gadget. You know those kind you can... You know that kind of... It comes to payday, and you get a bit of money, and you think, I want to buy something, but I don't want to spend too much money. Yes. <laughs> I want to buy something worthless, but I just want to spend some money. Exactly. It's like I'll buy it. I'll probably use it for three weeks, days, hours, and then forget about it. Uh, whatever. But I want. It's like something. that audio recorder I bought at Christmas time. Yeah, I, I don't know what to know, do with it, but it was only ten dollars, so it was great. <laughs> I bought on the, on your recommendation, Schwartz. I yes, bought sir. smart. Oof. Is it smart Omi head Bluetooth headphones? Yeah, the smart Omi Bluetooth headphones, which were very inexpensive. Dreadful. Oh, and I, they're not bad. Oh, they, they ended up in the bin. I just thought, no, they're terrible. <laughs> they're, only, they're only $10. He didn't even give them to someone else. He actually hated them so much, Tim, he threw them in the bin. <laughs> wow. They're not that bad. But, you know, that was throwaway tech. No, do you know, they were okay in terms of listening to voiceover, but you had to. Well, I had to push them so far into my ears. Oh, I don't know what I've just done. I've broken something, probably. <laughs> That's what, that's a crash beneath See, my don't feet. Don't blow up this no, laptop what that too. Was. No, please. Yeah, I think Careful. that's I think it's more of my stuff. That's this is how much tech I've got in this room. It is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the, the, this uh, the sound quality was okay for like voiceover or for a book. But you know, the speaker on it was uh, not the speaker. The microphone on it was abysmal. Well, what do you expect for ten bucks? Yeah, what did you expect? First of all, the microphone's not bad, and you're never going to be satisfied with something that goes in your ear. That's the problem. You don't like I anything don't. that goes That's in your ear. It's either got to kind of sit on the outside or settle, and uh, so you're never going to be happy with something like that. You tell oh, him, Tim. I, you tell him. I I've hate got how he knows me. I've got to say though that I bought these as well, and yes, they were absolutely awful. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> No, 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 no. Let me, let's be fair. They weren't. No, no, bad. no, 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 no. Don't be fair. Actually, tell 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 the listener what you did. What did you do with them? Well, I didn't throw them in the bin. I actually. No, I know you didn't. I gave them to my girlfriend, and she she loves them. Aww. 
It's only because she skate. Happy Valentine's <laughs> she loves Day, them love. Because they were a thought from me because she likes me so much. Of course. No, she actually she yeah. said they're they're yeah. good. They sound good, and I thought sound wise they sounded all right for music and everything. Yes, the they microphone's do. not great, oh. but I've got to say they are yeah. not the most elegant looking things. You know, we're not talking AirPods or the Google Pods here. But then again, for that sort of price, what Pods. do you expect? They worked. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, they like, work. The, the, that motto works for Apple. It just works. So why doesn't it work for them? It's, yeah, really. um, they, they were fine. So anyway, Stephen, you're talking about purchasing cheap tech. Yeah, thank you, Tim. So uh, I, <laughs> I saw this because Tim sent it to me. And oh, I thought, again. ooh, I, actually, you know, for once, uh, Tim has, has sent me an email I, I'm quite interested <laughs> in. And this was about the Corsair... MM1000 QI wireless charging, wait for it, mouse pad. Mm. Snappy name oh. for, for, for one thing. Yeah, it's a yeah, thing to think about that one. Uh, yeah, hello, do you have any of those Corsair MM1000 QI wireless charging <laughs> mouse pad, please? Hang on, hang on. Um, when you no, say QI, you of course mean Qi. Do I? Qi. Haha, so. yes, you do. The wireless yes, standard. standard for charging, qi. yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you eat so much foreign food. I didn't realize you were. <laughs> Getting into the language as well. No, no. Well, in that case, the name isn't that bad. It's. <laughs> oh, I'm not playing with you anymore. Oh. Uh, well, it does sound rather interesting. So it's basically a mouse mat, which has got wireless charging in it for all your Qi devices. Um, I think you made that up. It's true. And, um, <laughs> it is true. I don't know what that means. Uh, so, yeah, you've got, your, you've got your wireless charger in there. I think you've got a USB port as well, so you can plug in stuff via USB. Uh, micro USB, so it's, it's got lots of it's got lots of ports in it, and and it's a mouse pad. I quite like this idea. Not only does it charge, you know, your iPhone if you've got an iPhone X or iPhone 10 or an iPhone 10s, it also charges say the new Samsung phones or any phone that basically has got the wireless charging chip inside it. Qi charging, yeah, <sighs> whatever. Um, and it's also got the gal. <laughs> if you've got the new Galaxy phone on order, the new Samsung Galaxy S10. Uh, and even the Galaxy Buds, the little uh, earphones that are much better than those $10 things, um, then, you know, you can charge them on it as well. Oh, actually, and, and I, I did I forget, I didn't know you could do this, but you can buy a little um, case for your Apple AirPods, and then you can wirelessly charge them as well. Or, of course, you could just wait and buy the AirPods too. Wow, you're in for this. So how much does this cost? 34 99. Hang on, hang on. Let, let's be let's be $35. Let's be clear about this. This is for the wireless charging mat. Yeah, no, well, it's not a mat, it's a mouse mat. Mouse, oh mat. sorry, mouse mat. I've got to say that's actually, pad, a, actually mouse pad. a genius idea because Thank you. mouse pads, that well, you didn't come up with it. Mouse pads. are <laughs> your idea. Are just a t- I wish it had been our idea. Mouse though. pads are just a total waste of time. There is there's absolutely no point to them. So Oh, come on. What utter nonsense. Well, okay, okay. Well, go on then. Give the case for mouse pads. Hang on. What's Sorry, the point are you asking them? me to give you a case for a mouse pad? Right, let me think. Hmm, I've got a mouse on my computer. And I don't really like running it all over the desk. So if only they had come up with some kind of thing that I could use, nice soft material I could put my mouse on to keep it nice and safe. Oh, wait, they have. It's called the mouse pad. Why do you need to keep it safe? It's not delicate. It's not made out of glass, your mouse. And what's the, what's on your desk that makes it so filthy? I mean, it's not filth. my, it's my not worktop filth. is perfectly clean. I have food from the buffet. I have no problem at all with That's running my mouse over it. That's a lie, and you it. know it. 
<laughs> well, there's food under your desk? That is not a lie. No, that, oh, it's, that clean. it's clean. Yeah, we know oh, it's not clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I cannot believe the controversy that's kicked up over a mouse pad. Wow. Well, I'm just saying, mouse pads in, in general are terrible. They're things that people give away for promotional work and no one ever uses them. They're a terrible idea. But this, on the other hand, makes a mouse pad useful. I would say, then, why use it actually as a mouse pad? Just use it as a wireless charging pad. But, you know, why not? Yeah, that's the only problem with it. You know, if you, if you are using your computer and you keep having to throw your phone off it so you can use your mouse. Uh, but exactly. in saying that, the picture I saw was next to one of those gaming keyboards, and the mouse pad looked huge. So, um... It's probably big enough to have your hand on it with the mouse as well as being able to charge yeah. things. It, yeah. it is big enough, I think, for that. But no, I think this is this is a genius thing to, to put out. I, I really wish we had thought of this and marketed this ourselves because it actually just makes sense. You've already got a pad there on your desk. Why not make it a charging pad? It, it, it just kind of makes perfectly se- good sense. But can I, can, can I just say, like, I just want to say this, and I want to put it out there, and it's up to you if you believe this or not. I, I'm not you know, going to get into a lawsuit about it it's just a conversation point but you know i did come up with streaming services that's all i'm saying i came up with it before anybody else i'll tell you i'll tell you this right i was standing in and there's a shop that's now not existent in the uk anymore called woolworths and uh it was the shop that you would buy a, a lot of very expensive or sorry very inexpensive plastic things um yes and cds and it was a really good store. You get lots of rubbish in it, but you got, you know, CDs. And I remember standing in this Woolworth store one day, thinking to myself, you know, what I'd love to do is get a song from that CD and a song from that CD and put it onto a list so I could listen to it as I want, when I want, without having to buy all these different CDs. I invented streaming. That's not streaming. That's mixtapes. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's the ability to choose specific tracks. And say, I want this in the list, and I could change the list. I could have it in a different order. I came up with the idea. Spotify. It's just, you know, Spotify and Amazon and Apple, you know, got there first. 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 When did you come up with this idea, Stephen? I'm guessing 1972. Uh, Obviously, yeah, before I was born. Ten years, in fact, before I was born, I came up with the idea of standing in a a war. Oh, I'm old. No props to Napster at all. Poor Napster. Wow. Oh, remember them? I'll tell you my favourite. Well, I shouldn't say my favourite. That's very wrong. Um, I was going to say LimeWire. Do you remember LimeWire? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, that was... If you wanted a virus for your computer, that was the shop to go to. LimeWire and BearShare and uh, yep. yeah, Napster. Those were the days. Napster was... I mean, Napster was brilliant, actually, in its day. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Can I illegal. just say, for legal reasons, the peer-to-peer sharing protocol is, of course, a great utility, but should never be used for nefarious means. Thank oh, you. Yeah, we never, ever participated in such a thing. We heard about it, but we never, ever downloaded anything Oh, no, all. I did. Never. I did. I, listen, you know, that was, uh, listen uh, well, there was no other option then. That was the thing. Oh, no, it. of course. You couldn't go to Woolworths and buy a CD, obviously. You just you just looked through the window. Terrible. No, I'd have to buy 10 of them. No, not at all. <laughs> Anyway, we were talking about mouse mats, were we not? Um, $35 mouse pad with uh, wireless charging, yes. I'd buy that. I would buy that. (laughs) I I like this idea. I think as I accumulate more things that need wireless charging, I may actually purchase this also. We don't actually have a mouse pad uh, with our home computer. My wife has never really said she wants another one. We've had them in the past, but she's never really asked for one. And I don't use a mouse being totally blind. I only use the keyboard, so I don't have a need for it. But uh, this, however, I, I, I might have to look into. Yes, Stephen. Tim doesn't use a mouse, and as a visually impaired person yourself, you should be sensitive to that. How dare you bring up mouse pads? Yes. Well, 
I, there's a bit of an affinity with the most. See, I, I don't use the most either now, which is I know it kind of makes my whole point redundant. Of um, course, because it's like, I <laughs> yes. don't use mouse pads anymore. Well. But you know, I like kind of having one. <laughs> you know? Okay, you know okay, is. right. So you don't have a mouse, but you love a mouse pad. Well, I'll okay, tell you this. Whatever. I'll tell you, let's I'll, move on. This is a brilliant sandwich holder, right? Because you put your sandwich on there. It's not going to move. You know, I'm thinking here about practicality. I'm thinking about, you know, likelihood of spilling things. I wouldn't put a drink on it, though. That's insane. So, yeah, you're see, using a mouse pad as a plate. Okay, we yeah. get it. Yeah, Sean, you're not seeing the bigger picture. This is a tandoori lamb chop tray. Exactly. Honestly. Oh, I'm sold. Now I'm you're sold. One right now, now he in. wants one. Now he's there. Uh, right, what about Google? They've uh, been up to some stuff, um, as usual. What they've done is they've built Google Assistant into uh, Android Messages. The, the app that you would send your messages on. And what they're trying to do here, I think, is um, find new ways to make sending texts easier, better, more dynamic as well. And they're doing that by encouraging you not so much to, because you can obviously dictate into Google uh, Messages or Android Messages. That's what I do all the time. Very rarely would I use the keyboard. I would usually just speak into it. And, you know, sometimes it gets it right. Sometimes it's close enough. You know, I don't know what I send half the time. Um, but <laughs> we, we can both vouch for that, yes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes utter nonsense. But the um, the latest thing is now you can actually, you can sort of talk without using the Hey Google, and I shouldn't probably say that. Oh, oh, don't say it we need an alert. Oh, they've said it. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help yeah, well, there you go. She can't help. Um, but, uh, well, don't worry about it because you don't need to in this case. Um, but if you and your friend are perhaps chatting about a movie, for example, the assistant could then suggest, say, a card with show times. So it's kind of using the intelligence to sort of draw out from the conversation what you're talking about and then show you something relevant <sighs> to that. That could be quite good as well with weather, location information, and anything else you might search for. That's the idea behind adding Google Assistant into Android Messages. I think it's a good idea. I quite like this. I think it's a good idea, but it's a long time coming. I mean, iMessage doesn't quite do this the same on the iPhone. They actually have iMessage apps, so you can get, say, for instance, IMDb as an add-on for IM uh, for IM for iMessage. Easy for me to say, and you could just tap on IMDb there when you're talking about movies, and then it will give you reviews or or movie times and things like that. So you can add those kind of apps that are built in to iMessage. So I, I kind of like the idea of having Google Assistant there, but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how completely useful this is. Is that really where I need this information? Because I don't use the iMessage apps that do the same thing either, quite honestly. No, useless. Totally useless. Now, it may be that I am getting far too sleepy, but I don't see the point of this. And I'm sure this has been talked about on various other messaging platforms before Facebook and wherever else. I, I don't know. Mm. I, I just think this is trying to get AI involved. I've got to be a bit cynical, wondering why they want AI involved in a conversation like that. Maybe they're... I'm thinking data mining and things, but of course, that's me just being a bit cynical. But I don't see what it adds to it. Well, the examples they always give, like booking a restaurant and things like that, I don't know. I don't think you need that information directly in hand when you're having a conversation. Maybe I'm wrong. 
No, why would you? Why would you want that kind of information? Oh, here he comes. Hand, you know, when you're booking a restaurant, uh, you know, I mean, it's oh, I quite fancy going for a meal tonight. Do you fancy that restaurant we went to last week? Oh yeah, that one. And it goes, oh, do you want to book it right now? That's completely useless. What would you ever want with that? Because it never please? works like that. That's why the idea, okay, sounds good. It never know? works like that. It always brings you up a restaurant that's got the same name five hundred miles away, and then try and call it for you ridiculous you always end up just going out and doing it yourself on another app or calling them directly i think they call it i think they call it user error tim something like that when did sean become the angry bitter scotsman i I thought he was from (laughs) england what the heck what happened wow that sounded like a swipe at me but it ended up at being at you Stephen. i liked it (laughs) i I don't know how that happened but yeah okay (laughs) again it's hard to argue um it is. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a good idea. I will say, actually, my favourite feature of Android messages, kind of going back to what I was saying about the Mac earlier, one thing I love about the Mac is you've got the messages app on the computer. I mean, it's an absolute nightmare to get around. <laughs> but um, it's there, and it does let you send texts from the computer as well as the Mac itself. Uh, sorry, the phone itself. With Android, you do also have this function. You've got messages for web, which lets you, through a, a scanning a QR code on your screen, which is it's all very accessible and is pretty workable and it's fine. And I, I'd argue, actually, it's a better, more laid out and easier to use uh, app with uh, JAWS or with uh, Narrator or on the Chromebook. And it lets you continue your conversations and read your text and all that. So I like that feature. The AI thing... I think it's useful. I think I think it's good if in in some ways, I think it just needs to be. Um, in some ways, it just feels that some of this technology is not there yet. And I think you're right. I think in some ways, the location information can make a real difference. I mean, I tend to find where I live, I'm in a small village, you know, which is probably dating itself back to the mid seventies at the minute, and um, you know, it, it doesn't really have a lot of information going around. You know, if I lived in New York, it might yeah. be different. Um, so, you know, I think it does depend where you live. And often when you see this technology tested, it is in places like New York or California, you know, where all this has already when been built in. When a keynote is going on. Yeah, that's right. But look, Not I... like a back end of nowhere town, you know. <laughs> where Stephen lives. Um, where I live, yeah. Yeah, but I think Android are, are, well, Google are trying hard to get that iMessage um, experience. Apple have got iMessage tied down. Android have not got a messaging app that that's really took off so far. What's this? Their third, fourth attempt? Um, mm. What was the other one? O- Ola? Um, you know, they so far they haven't managed... <laughs> what? Ola? Hola? Ola? Something like that. But... It was Olaf. Was that, was that not in Frozen? Was that not the snowman in Frozen? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch kids' films. I'm a grown man. Laughed. Um, and he, <laughs> Tim obviously does. <laughs> He's upset. I have a six-year-old. Yeah, I know all about Frozen. Yeah, exactly. Olaf. We've watched uh, that a thousand times. We know what our outro theme is going to be. Anyway. Um, I think we do, yeah. <laughs> I think it's let it go. What was I saying? Okay, yes. Android haven't got the messaging app sorted yet. They're trying to get a a uh, a one that's, that's going to be universally loved and used. And this is just another attempt at it's nothing wrong with that, but I think, you know, AI isn't probably the best feature to go with. Well, that being said, though, if this does work better than their previous attempts, which I hope it would, if, as Stephen was saying in the example of you're having a conversation, you talk about a particular restaurant, someone says, I'll meet you at this time, you know, whatever, and you say, yep, I'll meet at that time. If the Google Assistant AI comes up and says, let's take this a step further and says, would you like Google Duplex? to make an appointment for or make a reservation for you at this restaurant at this day and this time, you say yes or no, you say yes, 
Google Duplex's AI goes out, makes the phone call, makes the reservation. You get an alert come back and say your reservation has been made, and that's all that it had to do, and you didn't have to do anything. That next step would actually make this really interesting. Yep, I've changed my mind. You're absolutely right. It's yeah, I knew you would. I knew you would say that, Priest, because you know, I was just thinking. You know, I remember when when I was going on about duplex and saying how ridiculous it was. Uh, I mean, you were saying, "Oh, it'll be amazing! It'll be wonderful!" That's your voice, by the way. And I was thinking, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, you know, the idea of calling up and making a hairdresser appointment for you—that's obviously never going to happen for us. But you know, <laughs> it, it's that kind of technology. It, it just seems so futuristic, probably. And that's the thing about some of this tech. I think ultimately, for me. A lot of the stuff that Google does, and I've been playing a lot with the Google Pixel, it's got tons of features in it, amazing amounts of stuff. And in some ways, it just feels that there's so much going on. And, you know, you'll never use it. Google tends to be pretty bad at just turning around and saying, oh, well, we decided to ditch that feature. That's gone. Exactly. Uh, and and that, that kind of worries me in some ways. You know, you, you, you don't really know what you're hitching your wagon to. Um, but it's, you know, I, I do call it the phone. I, I'm not going to knock the phone, but I, I'm just a bit wary of some of these features that they keep adding. Uh, I mean, I got a, a text the other day, uh, or, or I read somewhere, I think it might have been, about Live Transcribe. Oh, that's what it was. I got a notification saying that the Live Transcribe app had been upgraded. And then I got a message saying, if you want it, you have to go and re-enable it because it's all been disabled. In settings, you have to sort of you know, make it live yourself. You think that's crazy? You know, it was it was working there. It was all available before. Now you've got to go and reset it all. What's going on? What is going on? I see. I demand to speak so, to the manager. Hang on, hang on. So you've actually <laughs> tried the live transcribe app? No, of course not. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I thought you were actually bringing some useful, interesting news there for a moment. <laughs> are you kidding? Uh, what are you no, complaining about? Breaking news: Stephen Scott didn't try it out. I'm here to make you two look good. That's what I'm here for. Of course, it's not working. Oh, sure. <laughs> Um, right, look, we're nearly done. Uh, you'll be pleased to hear, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, before we allow Sean to get back to his um, lamb chops and Tim to get back to his child, uh, I think we uh, should mention the HomePod. The humble HomePod. Uh, um, why? Well, it's been a month or two. I've got the HomePod here. And I have to say this quietly, right? Because my wife might hear. But I'm hardly using it. Oh, you know what you could do? Send it to me. Or me. Well, that's an option, obviously. <laughs> um, but it's not happening. Uh, no, but I, do you know, I think the problem is, and this is going to sound really stupid, right? <laughs> when you say, oh, here we go again. What is this guy like? But we've um, been so serious up to now and everything's been so professional. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Up until now, this has been like civilization. Um, but <sighs> I cancelled my Apple Music subscription. <gasps> what? Right. Which makes the HomePod completely useless. It does. Exactly. So I'm like, oh, could you play a song? And it's like, uh, no. You have to subscribe to something first. And I'm like, what? Well, hang on, so, hang on. What were, you, what were you expecting? It's an Apple Music smart speaker, and you cancel Apple Music. So what do you want it to do? So I went, right, okay, fine. I'll put on uh, Spotify or Amazon Music uh, or Tidal or anything else. And it doesn't work because it only runs off Apple Music. Well, who'd have thought that? I mean, we've only talked Who about that thought? as one of its negatives yes. for you know before the launch, after the launch, and during the launch. <laughs> well, aside yeah, no family that, sharing, no apps, no app, nothing else other than Apple Music. I don't think we've ever covered that before. No. So this is where I'm kind of <laughs> at a loss with this because I'm thinking, right, hang on, so I've got to pay for something to get music. Now that's probably the case. Is that the case for most smart speakers? I think it probably is. Um, I don't yes, think Google yes. Music has got a free tier. I think you have to pay for that. 
You've Correct. got to pay for Amazon Music. Um, so really, they're all in the same position, but of course the difference is the amount of money you have to spend per month. Uh, that obviously varies per, per device. But I think when it comes to this, I, I just feel that, at least with the others, you've got an option of switching provider and changing to a different you know, source. I mean, what you can do, and this is what I have been doing, is airplane to it and just playing the music over airplay. But that kind of feels like I could do that with any speaker, you know? It just doesn't... It doesn't... I don't well, know. Yeah. something about it. I just wish the apps were built in and hoping, I'm hoping, that will change over time. Do we think it will, though? No. But, of course, I no, I don't think it will change. I think this is purely Apple Music. But mm. I think that um, the point is that the speaker itself is a really good speaker. So... Um, oh, that it is. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact, yes, you could do this with any Bluetooth speaker. And basically, that's what this becomes once you get rid of Apple Music streaming subscription. You know, it, it's a good AirPlay speaker and it's a really good speaker. But yeah, but, I, I think that. But, but Apple Music doesn't come in high fidelity. No. And if you want something like Tidal, you've got to AirPlay that. And I don't know if you're getting the full quality. So, in some ways, the speaker's been kind of hindered. By itself, um, it's all a bit bizarre. Anyway, look, we could talk about this all day, I'm sure, but we're out of time. We're out of time. AMI are kicking us out of the room as we <laughs> Not speak. surprised. They're saying, right, come on. They knew I on. was about to be contrary um, and disagree with all of that, so we got to go. Ooh. Oh, save it for next week. Well, on that bombshell, we leave it there. <laughs> uh, do email us. Tell us your thoughts. Have you got a HomePod? What do you think about it? Are you still paying for Amazon, Apple Music? Because if you are, you're probably quite sensible. Uh, I'm obviously not. <laughs> Feedback at ami.ca. That's our show. Tim and Sean, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't forget the podcast and the website, doubletap.online. Bye. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation. Nope, I don't think so. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.